Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Pounds, pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in return. Oh, I see. Do you see where I'm um, going with that? Yes. Or where I And I've I been. also, for some reason, got a weird like heart pang when you were like, wherever you are. I was like, oh. Oh. Is she talking to me? I am talking to you. I mean, there's a way in which I also am not in the studio. True. So yeah, we've kind of changed things in general. Yeah, um, I'm at home. You're at home, but it's that's weird right. mm-hmm. because because I'm actually looking at a wall behind you that I don't recognize, and I feel like same. you could probably say the same. Yeah. Well, so like you are perfectly set up in front of your what I assume is your closet door. Yep. And so what I keep thinking is going to happen is that like, you're going to laugh and like move your head to the side. And then I'm going to like see someone standing there and I'm going to have to be like, Summer, get out of the house. Oh no, it's a scary, it's the boogeyman, which I saw last weekend, by the way. Oh, I forgot that we went, we went and saw the little mermaid. How was it? Yesterday. Oh no. Um, Canceled canceled joy i know i know you know what um as far as live action disney movies go i would say it's the best one they've done um and there were some things i like pretty low also my main takeaway is that uh i obviously never go to the movie theater anymore because the whole time i was like it's loud it's it's a little loud right like my ears are hurting. Like, why is it so loud? <laughs> we did that. Remember when we went and saw some movie and we both had that reaction? <laughs> yes, because they had like... We like, the seats were shaking. <laughs> yes. Like, why is the surround sound now my seat sound? I don't like it. Are we just old? No. I, maybe. It was too much. It was just, it was too much for me. Yeah. Or COVID, the the movie break everyone had with COVID was just, we're all just like, I'm afraid. <laughs> so the great news about my closet is that it's large. That's probably why it looks like a person could be in there. And it's really far away from me because my room is massive. I'm yeah. totally upgraded in that way. But, right. Uh, I see now how kind of creepy my setup is. So maybe next week I'll <laughs> well, move my desk. I'll let you know. I'll let you yeah, know. Let if me know if happens. you see anything. Let me know if you see anything. <laughs> um, well, hey, we're back. We're back. We've had such a long break and I have been experiencing this thing where like no one else had a break from us. Like they all right. have still and so I'm getting messages about stuff that we said in the episode I posted five days ago, 
But for you and I, that was like actually a lifetime ago. So True. I'm getting these messages and a couple of things happen. Number one, I'm like, what on earth is this person talking about? <laughs> what? And then number two, I'm like, oh, I'm really glad that I said that. I definitely would have said it that way. That is exactly how I would have wanted. I agree. I that. agree with that. Yes. No, I had that thought too. I was like, I was like, do I need to listen to the I most recent did. I almost episode? Did. Just to feel like I know where we're starting. What did we say? Well, let me tell you, the top of the list for me is that someone did take me up on the offer to <gasps> write a master That's list right. of uh -huh. all of our she's and hers. And I was having a rough day and I opened my email and for whatever reason seeing that sh this woman had taken so much time to listen to the beginning of each podcast to make a list um I burst into tears which was a little uncalled for to be perfectly honest <laughs> but it was so sweet well she said at times it was a tedious affair but I have to admit, I found myself laughing to the point of tears and going through some of the episodes back to back. So many of those intros in succession felt like a hilarious <laughs> blooper reel. We sound like a <laughs> blooper reel. She said, thanks for all the laughs and edification over the years. I hope this master list helps you guys come up with new she's and hers for years to come. Kelsey Snodgrass. So anyway, I will be purchasing her and sending her a t-shirt because she deserves it after all of that seriously really hard work i mean just bless her and this list is hysterical um there's did some you look at it I there's it some that like there's some that i'm just like well i know that was mine <laughs> like she'll become the she and she'll, she'll be, be coming around, around the mountain, the mountain? <laughs> The she and that Sharia all was obviously it. mine. Right. Right. Um, how well, and so that I one of my favorite ones I've ever done. Oh, yeah. Um, one of my favorites I've ever done was the she and mashed potatoes. Mashed and potatoes. That, <laughs> that feels like that happened yesterday. But based off of where it is in this list. No. We're talking about like. Years. Half a decade ago. Did I say that? <laughs> that was what you just said was almost as rude as when Janie the other day said to me, hey, mom, you've been driving for 19 years. <laughs> I was like, excuse me. Excuse me? Excuse me. <laughs> and then I did the math and she was completely right, which <laughs> was also really upsetting that she's quicker at math <laughs> than I am yeah. and she's seven. Yep. Good um, news. She's good at math. Bad news. It's been 19 she's good years at math. <laughs> since I started driving. Whoops. It was so painful. And my, I remember, but the funny thing is, is I remember thinking that about my parents. I remember thinking, 
Oh, and then and then my 13 year old made it worse. And she goes, two decades. <laughs> two decades. But I remember I remember thinking that about my parents. I'm like, how I know my parents are old is that they've been able to drive for two decades. They're so that's how old they are. But now that's when I was sitting there thinking they were super old. They were just my age. I yeah, somehow I think that's how it's supposed to work. Is it? Okay. Like Okay. Um that's I fair. think uh that's I fair. think Solomon had something going on on this one. <laughs> what did he say? Parents are old. I, <laughs> old and crusty. Listen to your old crusty parents. <laughs> what, what verse is that, Joy? Your Listen old, to your old crusty, crusty parents. parents. <laughs> I don't know what um, verse that is. I'm I'm just referring to well, technically, technically we don't know that he wrote Ecclesiastes, but I was yeah, just okay. yeah, you know, we'll go ahead and say, you know, like I feel like obviously Ecclesiastes was written exactly when it was supposed to be, but if it had been written now, it would have been like part of part of that whole long thing would have been like. A time you to drive, drive you're driving decades. you've been driving for as long as some fully functioning grown adults have just been alive oh i mean in our current culture not many fully functioning grown not adults super, no that's true that's a good point <laughs> um a lot of people apparently i shared an email i don't remember this i'm so sorry i shared an email with you um of someone who was like, hey, I hate your chit chat. It's terrible. Please quit it. Get to the point. Oh, and, yeah. And I was just reiterating that we will never do that. <laughs> um, we'll never, ever do that. And so we got a lot of um, emails about that. Please don't get to the point. Um, one lady that I'm absolutely going to respond to is offering to send us homemade candles oh okay and like you and i normally get like headaches from candles and these might be the mm -hmm. ones that don't give us headaches um so that's awesome she makes candles nice. um someone else listens to our chit chat she said because it reminds her of good times with her sister that she can't have anymore i mean that was a painful email <laughs> um yeah so sweet um someone else was like hey i never would have known about sourdough or cocoa aminos so don't stop chatting um and let's see we got another one that said that sometimes our banter is actually better than the actual topic <laughs> so i really appreciated that <laughs> um we got so many so many sweet emails from this um oh and then we got a voicemail from someone who said she was dying at your use of crema what happened in the last episode joy what did we do what? i don't know i don't remember that i don't remember i know just moving on from that. She... Wow, I'm sure it was 
I'm sure it was great. But she, <laughs> we did something weird. And then we started getting emails, people asking for us to make a cookbook, to write a cookbook. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I got to tell you that that sounds like really fun to me at this point Seriously. in my life. Because I've been driving for two decades and I'm crusty. So I'm ready to write a cookbook. <laughs> it's time. It's time to write a cookbook, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking like a, um, like, a, who, who has the bread book? Is it Tilly or Abigail? Abigail? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm, I'm like, Ooh, something just like real aesthetic. Yeah. But Sheologians, obviously. Yes, but you know, not just. And it won't, it won't be, it won't be like rustic, like modern farmhouse style. It'll have to be something a little. No, and my sections, which would be the cocoa aminos and protein sections, like I'm gonna, the rules are gonna be real loose. It's gonna be like some of this, some of that, maybe bake it for however long right. you want, or maybe don't. I don't care. Right. <laughs> like that's how mine's I... going to be like, mine's going to be like, uh, just put my new After... thing is just like, is just putting whole cloves of garlic yeah. in everything. Like, like it's getting after, roasted. After harvesting from the swamp, your nettles, <laughs> your husband harvests the nettles from the swamp <laughs> behind your house. Then you will. <laughs> With your very cute dish towel. (laughs) (laughs) Which means we could have those too. I'm interested in having those too. So if you guys want that kind of cookbook, (laughs) maybe, you know, let us know. Just let us know is the moral of the story. Um, And then my last cute little update I had to tell you about was uh, the title of this email was Jelly Surprise which just I could not have clicked faster. Um, she said, recently while taking a walk with my eight-month-old, I was listening to your episode on pet sins and your confusion on peanut butter and jelly burgers. Hilariously, as you were building up to the reveal to reveal the subject of your confusion, I was turning the corner in my neighborhood only to be met by a full bottle of jelly laying on the ground. I saw it almost simultaneously as you said, peanut butter and jelly burger and I just thought it was the most random thing ever I had to share the story with you ladies I don't know that anyone else could appreciate this to the full extent I like to think the Lord was letting me know I was listening to the right information at the right time and then she stopped and took a picture you can see her cute fat baby eight month old legs maybe you can see it and there's the jelly on the ground (laughs) it seems like she was like in a Quentin Tarantino movie or something (laughs) Yes. Like one of those real like deep you're like watching all these characters do stuff and then all of a sudden everyone just like mm. comes together. Yes. And then there's a thing of jelly on it's the ground. Of jelly. It all makes sense. For some reason. <laughs> for some really weird reason. Um yeah, so that's it. That's that's my email update. The snod grasses have been writing and they've been just saying the most fun things. So thank you all for that. Thank you. Yeah. And the voicemails too. That was some voicemails. And the pictures. Thanks for uh, 
being here with us as we make this transition and hopefully our banter stays I think we'll just have to adjust talking remotely and yeah. that kind of thing and, and yeah, it was hard to start fine. I mean it was hard to start recording because we were just chit-chatting it was like oh yeah. I just want to keep chatting anyway well and that's the thing is if you hate like I'm just going to go ahead and recommend that if you don't like our chit-chatting that you just give up on this show <laughs> get out because <laughs> not nothing against you but we don't live in the same state anymore so it's gonna be really bad yeah it's, <laughs> it's gonna be like really bad. almost every episode is just gonna be us catching up once the update there's also the fast forward button which you guys are totally welcome to use it's on most True. players it's on most players True. oh and i have to say that i told everybody i would figure something out but i never figured out so I finally have help <laughs> to figure this out. Okay. <laughs> I told everyone, we told everyone, but it was on me. It was totally on me. Um, and I thought it would be easy, but it wasn't easy to put the little email sign up on the bottom of your podcast player. It wasn't easy. Oh, yes, that's right. I might not even be able to do it. But I have someone helping me figure that out. So by the time you hear this, check again. And if it's not there, I'm leaving it all over my socials, my social media. So it's going to be on our Instagram, which is Have You Had Your Soup Today. Um, it's on my Twitter, which is Summer Rights minus the first E. Um, those are the places. Oh, and I'll put it on our Facebook page as well. So if it's if I if it's just not possible, but you still want to hear from us, then go to the social medias because I'll leave it there. So I needed to follow up on that. You can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. What else do I need to tell him? I don't have anything else. Um yeah. Shall we? Yeah. How's your mood well, been? I don't even know. Technically, this is just like, this is just like a catching up episode. Yeah. Well, I know people um, want to know how your move has been. I know people want to know what you think about Louisiana. I know people want to know where you're getting your groceries. By people, I mean me for that last yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so I like did not feel okay until I got a Sam's Club membership. <laughs> Do you feel okay now? Yeah. I was just like, not all right. <laughs> I was like, how do I grocery shop without going to Costco? <laughs> I don't know. I now live so far from a Costco, Joy. Like, I don't, and, and you don't even, you're not even in a driving distance. I'm barely in driving distance to Costco. And now you're not. And it's just, I wow. mean, my, mine's Modern like two problem. hours away. Yeah, seriously. Um, but so Sam's club, Sam's club is nice. It's nicer than I was expecting it to be in oh, terms so you've of never like, been before. no, I went when I was, I think when I was a teenager, my parents had a okay. membership. So I'd like go with them okay. to shop, but yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah. Um, and so I was just like, in terms of them having what I would normally get, uh, some of that just because it was Sam's club and some of it just because of the area, like 
obviously in the Phoenix metropolitan area, there's lots of like organic stuff and that just, it's um, mainly just trying to find what, just trying to replicate what we have always done, but here in a different place. So, um, but yeah, I feel better now that I have a membership. I need to be a part of a club. Um, you can't you can't buy food unless you're part of the club. I yeah. If I'm just buying one pound of ground beef, like I'm not no. okay. No, <laughs> that doesn't make. I don't even have time for that. Who has time to buy one pound of ground beef? And yeah. So um, other than that, it's. I mean, it's a big adjustment. I, I like, I mean, we're in a house here. We love that. We love having a yard. Georgia and I play outside every day. Um, You can go outside. Yes, I know. I know. Today we just, today we were outside at the heat of the day. Yeah. And we were wearing hats and it, it was at a certain point, it was nice to get splashed by the hose, but it was like, Right. Doable. We could be outside. Yeah. Um, Well, today's the first day that it's going to be in the hundreds. So like it has not been like I've been outside, which should tell you everything. Like I've been going for walks in the evening because it's only in the 80s. So like, right. Where where is the global warming? Because this is I've never been in Arizona in June. When you can go for a walk when it's in the 80s. Like, what? That doesn't happen. It's staying, staying nice for now. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we've been just gardening and we have a lot of cool stuff that was already on our property. And then we added some stuff and just it's been fun to kind of... We got well, so we got a dining table, which we've never had our whole marriage because, well, we had a dining table for a short period of time, but it was like it fell over really easily and it was really heavy. So when Georgia started pulling herself up on stuff, we just sold it. Yeah. Um, And then since then, our in the apartment, our dining room became like her play area because. Right. But so now we have a we got like a dining table. We got a little hutch. I love it. We've had people over. We sit at our dining table. We eat. It's so nice. My couches have so much less food in them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then, well, and I don't know. And then there's stuff that the first day here was like, I don't know. It was a little bit like, just like, what what did we just do? What are we doing here? (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was rainy and I was like, the roads are so horrible. Like, why isn't everything a grid? (laughs) Oh, it's so hard when you first move to the South. You're like, what is this? Because everything is windy and curvy and weird. And hilt like up and down. Like someone had to point this out to me. I live at the top of a hill. I was like, I've never lived on a hill. Like rich people live on hills. (laughs) Seriously. What are you doing up there? What if your house falls um, down the hill? <laughs> Isn't it just going to slide down the hill? I don't get it. I don't know. I mean, you might think so. I like we've been having some storms in the middle of the night. We lost power last night and it's just like cataclysmic 
thunder and lightning. And I'm just like, where do I live? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> but it's cool. It's kind of cool, though. Like, it's, yeah, you know, as long as you're safe inside your house. Yeah. Enjoy. It's just different. Um, and, you know, as an I feel like us AZ gals just. I don't know if I will ever not like the rain. Right. So right. in a way. It's exciting. It's kind of, it's nice to do it the opposite way. I think if you really, if you lived in a place with lots of weather and you really liked it and then you moved to somewhere that didn't, that might be a harder adjustment than having no weather and then kind of getting to enjoy the novelty of it. 100%. You can, I lived in Arizona for 34 years. So in another 34 years, we'll do an episode and I'll let you know if it changes like at a certain point. Mark I can it right also now. let you know. Come back in 34 huh? years, everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Put For it on your calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I was also going to say, I feel like at some point I will have to release an official statement about um, dry heat versus humidity. <laughs> no, I can already. I've lived in Georgia, so I can already answer this one. <laughs> I can already tell you how you're going to feel. Okay. Okay. Everyone in the South is a giant baby about the heat. (laughs) I've kind of thought that a few times. Giant babies. They don't actually know. And I don't count Texas because Texas is its own thing. Texas is, I understand, part of the South, but Texas is its own country. Um, but It's rather large. It is very large. Uh, Texas gets hot. But everywhere else in the South, you guys are such babies. I love you. You don't know anything (laughs) about sunshine or heat or (laughs) I lived in Georgia. I don't care what you have to say at all. You're just wrong. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) But um, when I first got when I first moved to Georgia, they were like, just wait, just wait till the summertime. And it was cold and rainy to me for the whole thing. Not one moment. Um, was it hot um, or unbearable? It was. It was. It was a cold shower for three months for me. <laughs> and they don't. You guys don't even need sunglasses. Like it's not even bright enough there to need sunglasses. I remember when I when I would come back from Georgia to Arizona for christmas in december i would land i would get out into the airport at phoenix sky harbor and i would be like ah like couldn't even open my eyes because i was so accustomed (laughs) to your dark part of the country (laughs) right well it's because periodically even on the sunniest of days there's like this little wisp this little wisp of clouds will just go in front of the sun and you're like oh little break Yeah, I don't know. What is that? I don't. I haven't seen a cloud in six weeks, you guys. I don't know. You can't. Your your ret. My retinas are destroyed. <laughs> like it's not hot there. You're gonna be just. It's fine. really true. It's You're really true. Just fine. It's not gonna be bad at all. I was kind of wondering that. <laughs> well, um, let me just tell but, you. I you think know. the last episode was the one where you you gave the word very. Uh, what did you call me? Certain. I think certain was oh. the word that you gave me. Um, and this is something I feel very certain of. As with yes. everything else. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I feel <laughs> I'm just very certain that you're going to be Classic. perfectly fine. <laughs> my husband. Well, yeah, it's, you know, it's nice here. And anyway, good. My husband uh, said that the first time he was going to preach a sermon, he was like, I don't remember saying this, but after talking to you, okay, I said that. Um, <laughs> he said he was like super nervous because he's like getting up into the pulpit and he's like going to give the word. And, and I was trying to encourage him or whatever. And he was like, I just, you know, it's a big burden. Like, I don't want to get up there and I don't want to say anything wrong. And I guess according to him, I just looked at him and I was like, then don't say anything wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> just duh. Simple. Duh. <laughs> but he said it was so helpful. Just like, oh. Oh. Okay. okay. Good point. Good tip. Don't, don't say anything wrong. <laughs> That's like, I don't know. It just seems like if you're nervous about saying something wrong, you just don't do it. Just don't. <laughs> that is hilarious. It's simple. I totally... That is the number one thing I do when I get nervous is I just like say things. Oh my gosh. At ReformCon, I was talking to someone and was like a little bit nervous to be talking to this person, just not like fanning over them, but just like, you know, I respect you and like your ministry has been so helpful. And I just like said thing, said a thing that like, I don't even believe. And I've never even thought that before. And ever since then, it pops into my head periodically. And I'm just like, why did I say that? Why? <laughs> I don't think I... What does that mean, though? What did you... Are you going to tell me I what just, you said? I didn't say anything, like, heretical. I was just like... It's like I didn't know what to say, but I was trying to have a conversation. Yeah. So I was just kind of, like, rummaging around in my brain. <laughs> and was like, here. Here's what I found. I found this. <laughs> It was just like, I don't, but I've literally never thought, I've never thought about the thing I said before. And I'm like, man, it's just hard. And you still, you're still thinking about it. And it was last October. Yeah. Every once in a while, it'll just be like, remember when you said that thing? And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I remember. Hopefully they don't. If I've ever done that, I've erased it from my memory. So I know. I know. <laughs> so I have no. I know. I have no. That's I hilarious. Nothing. I got nothing. Okay. Anyway. Um, um, yeah. What were you going to. Sorry, I cut you off. No, I was just going to say, um, I don't know. Obviously, we somewhat recently did like a catch up episode after mm -hmm. you came back from having ransom um who is basically so, a man now on his way to college right. <laughs> so he has four teeth so what am i don't even doesn't even need me he's anymore. ready can he eat meatballs he's yeah, good he's he can fine. be on his own that's that's what he thinks and that's how it feels so well so um i don't know how you wanted to like structure this episode but no structure. I, a, a few notes that i had in my little note break note 
were just funny things that have happened yes. in my home. Okay, good. Do it. And so I'm like, let's just do those. Yes. I don't know me. if you have any of those, but I like, do. let's I do, do those. So my husband was telling me this hilarious story about a time. It Well, it's just one of those things where it's like, I could never understand this as someone who doesn't have a biblical name. I mean, my name's in the Bible a lot, but. Sure. Yeah. You know. So I guess it could happen, but probably not. But um, he was telling me the story. I was like dying laughing, but he was talking about this time where he was sitting in church and he was like dozing off. And then the pastor who was like a very fiery East Texas (laughs) preacher Uh started to say the name of the text that he was referring to which was right. in Matthew. Right. And so it was kind of like a Matthew yes. sixteen twenty two, But my husband is like dozing and he just, all he hears initially yes. is this man Scream. yelling, Matthew. Yes. And it just made me realize that um, unless you have a name that is the book of the Bible, you just, like if you have a name that is also a book, mm-hmm. you just understand that in a different way than any of us. Well, it's happened. I have a little. I would imagine. I have a little insight into that, which is that if you are preaching and you want to say some are, like some oh. are this, some are that. Or if you're teaching a high school class and you say some are. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, and you are just okay. talking with like a regular cadence. Um, I can I can't tell you how many times I have been torn out of a stupor because the speaker <laughs> is talking about how some are this and some are that and some are. <laughs> And my dad also says some are um, <laughs> and preaches sermons that have always kept me wide awake. His voice isn't soothing or homey to me at all in any way. So I've never, ever been tired during one of his speaking times. Um, and he's never said some are and it's never <laughs> terrified me. Um, so I can actually totally relate because when you are just speaking normally, you don't, no one says some are, they say right. some are like, that's what they say. Mm-hmm. And it's terrifying. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like your, your apostrophe R-E. It's yeah. like summer. <laughs> yes. Summer. S-O-M-E apostrophe R-E. <laughs> yes. Summer. So super relate to that um the other thing is that i finally got an example of this thing that maybe i've told you guys about which is that um my husband and i believe all texans (laughs) do this thing where they they use like common phrases but they like change it enough to where you understand what they're saying and you almost don't even catch it but then you're like that think? is not the phrase. That's not the phrase at all. Uh-huh. So we were listening. We were listening to um 
Haunted Cosmos, the uh, vampire one. Uh-huh. And that one has like a the particular warning in the beginning that's like, please consider pre-screening this before you let your kids listen to it. Okay. And and Matthew was like, oh, did they just start putting that on all of them? He's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let, <laughs> I wouldn't let my daughter listen to this if she had a ten foot pole in her hand. <laughs> and I was like. That is not the phrase. That is not the phrase at all. She had a 10-foot pole in her hand. I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) But I also had to write it down because I was like, okay, that's the thing. That's the thing. Because it happens often enough and then... I just forget. And so then when I tell people, I never have an example of it. So that's my example of a time when he did that. With a 10 foot full pole. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't let my daughter touch it if she had a 10 foot pole. <laughs> I wouldn't let her listen to this episode if she had a 10 foot pole in her hand. <laughs> like for protection. <laughs> I don't know. Like- why is she holding that in her hand? <laughs> Why did you give her one? Why I, does she need one? Right. Maybe she can't listen to it because we need to get the 10 foot pole away what if from it was her. A five foot pole. <laughs> <laughs> Please anyway. write all of those down because I'm ready for more whenever he. Yeah. I'll try. I'll try. He said, it's a text I wish thing. I could. Re- Yes, or I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just all of you a some people thing, but you guys can let us know in your voicemail. Yes, let me know, please. Okay, is your did your family do anything cute, fun? Well, like I said, January has been hurting me with her math problems. Um, <laughs> just really a lot of pain. Um, she's been walking around just like, hey, mom. Six times four is 24 because that's just like her life right now. Um, mm-hmm. So bless it all. And what it means is that she has a sudden fascination with my age and the difference in age. And that's just been how it's been. But I also, we moved on a Saturday and the first day I was here, I woke up and um, had a migraine and threw up everywhere. Oh, that was my first day here. Um, I don't know what I think it was just the stress of the move. I like was fine. And then it all it was like I had put it all off until I went to sleep after it was over and the move was accomplished. (laughs) And I was like, now I'm going to feel every ounce of this and wake up and just be violently ill. Um, So what's hilarious about that that I just love so much I love this story so much um so we moved on a Saturday I woke up Sunday and just throwing up everywhere can't function I don't remember the last time I felt this ill was in 2020 when I had that two-week-long flu that almost killed me like that was the last time I felt that bad and uh you know those memes and I I have I don't support these memes in some ways and in other ways I get them and they're funny and you'll get what I'm saying. But um, the meme of like, 
you know, I told my husband that we are having dinner guests. So here's what he did today. And it's like he, uh, you know, oh, yeah. rearranged the garage. <laughs> he moved this pile of dirt outside. Um, Clean the gutters. He cleaned the gutters. And the point is, I think the point of some, what some, I think some of the women think it's cute and funny. And I think some of the women are genuinely like angry. And so I don't support that. But it's funny yeah. that in the male brain, when it's like, how can I help you? They're like, they go outside and it's like, they didn't get the house ready, which is probably what the woman <laughs> assumed. It's a translation problem, right? It's like, she assumed when I said we're having guests over inside the house that he would help inside the house. But what he did was move a pile of dirt outside. But he thought that was helpful. And that's probably true, right? Like, I'm going to assume the best. Anyway, <clears throat> I don't want to go too deep analyzing a meme. But this is in the same vein where my sweet husband, that day that I had a migraine and I was just horribly ill. Yes, he made sure the baby was taken care of. But he also did the sweetest thing in the garage, which is half. Of, he turned half of our garage into a little home gym. He spent like the whole day. I was in bed watching Star Trek First Contact, I think. I don't know. I felt terrible. <laughs> I'm not sure what was on TV. I think that was what was on. Um, and I finally was like able to come downstairs at like three or four in the afternoon. And he had just set up this like really beautiful little home gym with my kettlebells and my dumbbells and my bench and my bike and so cool and now it's too hot to use but in the fall it'll be really nice to have yeah but for it most reminded of the me. year it was like he was he was it was so sweet is what i'm saying and it didn't yeah. at all feel like those memes but those are pretty funny <laughs> yeah yeah i think that i think you're right translation issue it's a translation um, issue for sure. Yeah. I didn't ask yeah. him to do anything. So that, the, the meme doesn't fit, but it is in the same vein of like, my wife's upstairs with a migraine. I'm going to help her. I built a gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it did help me because I felt really loved. But <laughs> it's just really funny because <laughs> I couldn't use it. Out of my, I was in bed with a migraine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. But you like your new neighborhood? good oh did you hear i mean i guess i should update i've been getting a lot of emails about the light oh did you hear the story yesterday no book club no you didn't hear it oh good i I... heard i was like in and out i heard a little bit so i told everybody about my backyard neighbor light and how even with the curtains and all that in my room it was still as bright as the sun in my old room. And what was so funny was I got that email I shared with you guys where this lady was like, you know, you could just, you could go, you could be an adult and you could go talk to them or you could move. And it's funny because I moved, which I did <laughs> not plan on. I didn't know I was going to move. Um, So my room, it, the, there's an entire wall of my very large room. That's just windows. I mean, it's just windows and there's no blinds on them or anything. And so 
my husband and I came up here one night before we'd moved in. We started bringing boxes over slowly. And uh, we look out the back window and for some reason, so we live in a quiet neighborhood. It's dark. We are not in the middle of the city anymore. You can see more stars out here. And um, the light that my backyard neighbor has on the side of their house is it can only be described as like a spotlight. Like it's, it's a spot. It's like a light you would turn on for like security purposes, but they have it continuously on the whole night. And we just stood here in the room and just laughed because it's so unreal. I mean, it's unreal. What I said to my husband was something bad happened to these people. Because if you look around, there are zero other houses except for my backyard neighbor that have any large everybody's got very you know dim lighting they've got like solar lights that are supposed you know they point at the ground as they're like walkway lights in their back like backyards and it's like i was like something happened to this person that is the only explanation for why they would have this hideous spotlight shining into our backyard it's their side yard and it's our backyard so we when we moved in, one of the exciting things about this hood was that it's so nice that I let my kids walk down to the park um, because there's a park down the road. And it's like I I let them walk down there where we used to live. I would never have sent them down the road to the park because they probably would have been right. kidnapped, you know. Um, so that's just that's where we lived. <laughs> that's not where we live now. So they started telling me, they were like, oh, there's a guy. He's always out front when we walk to the park smoking a cigar. And I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, every single night he's out front in his yard smoking a cigar. And so one night I went for a walk with them and I met Cigar Smoking Dan, who's a straight over from me. And he's out there every night and he's lived here since 1994. And he's very chatty and he knows everyone in the neighborhood. He knows everybody's names. He knows what they do for work. He hang- he calls himself Neighborhood Watch. And he's lived in this house for 30 years. And so I was like, I'm going to ask him if something happened. Because that is the only explanation for why this woman that lives in this house would have a light this bright. Like some something happened. So one night... I'm walking back and Dan's still outside. And I said, Dan, can I ask you if you know your neighbor across the street? And of course he knows her name, height, social security number. Yeah. Everything. Everything. She's also been here for 30 years. First and last name, where her kids go to college, the whole, the whole bit. (laughs) Which is three decades. Yes. (laughs) Decades. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, can I ask you a question? And he was like, shoot. And I was like, your neighbor across the street, I was like, did something happen? Did something like scary happen to her in this house? Because the light that she has towards her back wall is it's a security light. It's like a floodlight. It is so bright. Did something happen? And he was like, yeah, something did happen. And I was like, well, what happened 20 years ago? (laughs) Some neighborhood kid, and he knew the names and which house they lived in, a couple houses down, uh, did a bunch of drugs, got super high, and broke into her house and started messing up 
her furniture. And it scarred her so badly that she has had a floodlight on her wall ever since. And he was very much, and he said his wife is the same way ever since that happened. Um, And he was, he was very defensive though. He was like, you know, I've been here for 30 years. I could count on one hand the amount of incidents we've had, like very safe neighborhood, you know, nothing like that's ever happened again. Those kids grew up and moved out, but she was so scarred by the whole experience that he basically told me, he was like, don't even try. That's it's been there for 20 years. Like don't even, it's been there since I started driving. So there's no reason for me to, he was like, don't even try it. Um, so could you, I, could you like arrange for a crime to be committed in the front yard? And then maybe she'll the like turn her light around. <laughs> it's right over. It's right over this door that the kid broke in. 20 years ago and it that is where it is going to stay and it's so bright in my room that even my husband can't sleep through it like even he's having problems and he can sleep anywhere in any condition so we um, was she home at the time was she what that this happened was she home yeah it was in the middle of the night man that is like that is really scarring i mean yeah seriously I feel like just mostly scary because it's like, now I have to go shoot someone. Like, (laughs) it's like, I don't (laughs) want to do that. (laughs) But now I have to. Yeah, look what you're making me do. (laughs) (laughs) So um, that's my light update. I have, uh, we have hung blinds and curtains and... um, there is no fixing it. Uh, I ordered sleep masks. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else. That's I have to be the kind of person that sleeps with a sleep mask. And that's just all there is to it. So that's my, for those of you emailing, voicemailing, it got worse. <laughs> um, So when you say sleep masks, plural, you mean one for you and one for your husband? Well, yes, but... I bought mine in a three pack okay. because, because Amazon. It, yeah, because Amazon, but also like it grosses me out the thought of like sleeping in the same one every night without washing. it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to wash it. But, so the weirdest, the weird thing that popped up into my head when you said masks is I was like, I was imagining you buying, <laughs> um, you know, those like day of the week underwear. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why the first thing that popped into my head was just like imagining you sleeping with like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like day of the week sleep mess. I don't know why. That was just the first thing that popped into my head. Because that really seems like something I would do. That's why. Because that seems like something I would do. And you just like open up her bedside drawer and like everything's all perfectly organized. And then there's just a row of seven sleep masks. Well, six, because one of them's always in the wash. On, of course. Yes. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I did get silk ones that have like, they don't touch your eyes, you know? They have like, it's like, it's like concave. So it doesn't. Oh. On your eye. So it doesn't like brow bone. Yeah, and then it does. It stays away from your eye because, ouch, 
how horrible to have just something pressing on your eyes all night. Like I can't live yeah. like that. So anyway, I, I'm a sleep mask person, which, you know, if someone breaks into my house at night, it's going to make it that much harder to shoot them, but <laughs> just don't forget to take it off. He'll know what day of the week it is. <laughs> the man died on a Tuesday. It was the last thought he had. <laughs> Wait, it's Wednesday? I'm supposed to be somewhere. I should not be. Hi, destroying my neighbor's <laughs> furniture. It's Wednesday. <laughs> I have an engagement. <laughs> wow, we really took this one far. Anyway. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't have I didn't have anything else in my notes. I think um I think something that well I guess briefly, I will say that the thing that uh, I've been just like really thinking about a lot since we moved, uh, well, the first thing that happened was my sourdough did not survive uh, what my friend called a laissez-faire attitude that I had towards <gasps> baking. Oh, you mean your anti-rule? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So... When it's the Arizona summertime, bread has some rules. Um, It has some things that I have to actually care about. And so the first thing that happened was my bread was not rising anymore um, because it was rising so much (laughs) because it's so hot now here, which I mean, for me, I don't think it's hot, but my bread thinks that it's hot. Um. So I had to actually start paying attention to my bread, which I don't like, um, but I'm willing to do. I'm willing. Mm-hmm. I'm willing. Um, but I had to do some like bread rehab. And that just got me thinking about this like time, this season of life. I think it's something we talk about and I hear moms talk about a lot and they get frustrated with us. Sometimes people get frustrated with us. Um. Well, it's probably just something you said, but they're mad at me. So, you know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> us, you know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. it's fine. It's yeah. fine. I take it. <laughs> I'll take it. That's okay. Um, But I guess my bread started me that and just the stress of a move and trying to get back into a groove when you're in like a new setting and everything's different. Um just got me thinking about how I've been saying for a long time that like the Christian life and life in general is small daily faithfulnesses in the same direction over a long time. And I think our flesh hates that at least mine sometimes does. Um, I enjoy when I have put in the small daily faithfulnesses, I enjoy seeing the payoff but there are times where I have to um, remind myself that like over and over you see in the new Testament and in parables that Jesus talks about the mustard seed and the little bit of leaven, leavening the whole lump and salt, how we're supposed to be the salt of the earth. And even salt is tiny. Like all of these things are so tiny. Like God really cares about these little details. And then as moms, 
we have to, I mean, ask a mom about the little details of her house, right? Like she knows the little details of everything. She knows all the creaks and the floorboards. She knows what her kids ate today. She knows how many grams her of milk her kid can drink. Like moms know all of the little details. And what I hear from women all the time is that they're so bogged down in all of those little details and they're so overwhelmed and um, moving definitely felt that way. Just all the millions of tiny little details and decisions that you have to make, you're forced to make. Um, And so the thing I've really had to be working on is how do you keep an eternal perspective when every day you also are called to little details. So I am called to know all kinds of little details in order to manage my house and raise my kids and love my kids. But I'm also called to have an eternal perspective. Um, So how do you do that? And I think it's for the thing I've been, and again, it was my bread that got me thinking about this because all of a sudden I have to use way less of a leavening agent to get my bread to rise. And I'm also feeling like that in some, like spiritually where I've like needed way less (laughs) for um, results um, to happen. But like God really cares about those details. And I think um, that the, the key to being okay with all those little things, not being bogged down by them, is to see them for what they are, which is they are God's way of growing things, right? So we want microwave everything. We want it to happen now. We want it to happen fast. We want the results to be huge, but God works in the little things. And so if you start seeing those little things as unimportant, as getting in the way, as things that bog you down, as opposed to the means that God actually uses to accomplish his will and to accomplish your growth and to bring you those things that you're wanting, that's how you have an eternal perspective. So it actually matters. The little things actually matter. The small daily faithfulnesses actually matter. They are producing an eternal. They don't feel, I think our flesh doesn't see them as you know, doing anything and unpacking in the move. I'm like, I had to remind myself of this too. It's like, it's one box at a time. Like it's one box at a time. And when you're homeschooling your kids, like it's one math problem at a time and it's one meal at a time. And with bread, it's one stretch and fold at a time. And it's one this at a time. And when you're working out, it's one rep at a time. And it's like, our flesh doesn't want that. We're impatient. Um, but I don't know. So that's just kind of been my, how I'm surviving a very ragged time right now is just like, that is how God has determined that the world will work. There's no use in kicking against the goads and just take those little things, one box at a time, one room at a time. You know, sometimes it's one rebuke at a time, one correction at a time. Like, I don't know. It's just like, one at a time. Um, and I, I just can be really, you know, we can all be really bad at that sometimes. Yeah. I think sometimes too, we like, um, 
we finally sort of embrace the little the little actions in a day that like grow into the whole thing picture yeah and then we um and then like things change and stretch Mm -hmm. and push and and we're like no but I already said it I already got my routine down I already (laughs) figured this out and then it's like Nope. Yeah, but there's going to be new things. There's going to be new You're stretching stuff. again. There's, yep. Yep. Yeah, and it's just that's a part of it too is that you're not supposed to just figure out one little move to achieve your goal. Like right. you're going to have to figure out yeah. a lot of moves and adapt yeah. and you're never going to reach yeah. that perfect automation like of okay I've set this schedule in place therefore until I die <laughs> this is it like this is going to work yeah this if you schedule if you think you've done that you're miserable and everyone else who's in your life is miserable yes yeah just gonna go ahead and it might be hard news to hear <laughs> Right. But it's what's happening. Right. And sometimes you do need some, you know, yeah, something will work for a season. It'll work for a time and that's fine. And that's great. And, and do that and embrace it. But it's like you said, it's almost like as soon as it starts to work, then that's when you graduate into the next step. It's like, if you're super comfortable and you're not stretching in any way, then that's probably not a good you're probably not growing. Right. Yep. You're not proofing. Right. You're going to be um, flat. Your dough's tough. flat. <laughs> yep. You're going to be like cake bread, which is good for cake, but not for bread. I have enjoyed some focaccia lately. Oh, yes. Yes. Because if you just, if your dough's flat, just throw some oil and garlic on it. <laughs> everything will be fine right yes yes um okay well so I guess my main thing well I have two things that I've been thinking about um so I've been since I've been here rather maybe maybe this will surprise some of you I highly doubt it um I have been rather disconnected with the fact that I just like left everything that I know (laughs) and everyone that I love behind. Um, And this is my way. Yes. (laughs) And perfect. In some way, I think some ways I think it just something like that just takes a long time. Um, And so people kind of keep asking me how I'm doing and I'm like, like, I don't, Am I okay? I feel like I'm okay. But should I not be? Like, is something wrong? Right. Um, And so I've just kind of been waiting for those moments to hit. And so I had a moment happen last Sunday where I, like, truly felt, um, like, I felt the weight of it. And Mm. it's not, like, a constant thing. Sure. But... um, It was the, it was the first thing that really like inspired, like, uh, I, because I've been, I've been so happy here. Like this is being outside and, um, we go to a great church. Like 
Yeah. There's that also helps. Oh yeah. Like I think, you know, I think when you, yeah. when you move from a very established thing to kind of not really having it figured out, that might make it harder, but we really have everything in place here that right. it's like it, it's, it's an upgrade in a lot of ways and it's very, it's right. a lateral move in a lot of ways. But um, the first moment where it just like really occurred to me and I'm going to see if I can not break while we're recording this episode is I was just like I was like I was like I was supposed to be buried with all those people (laughs) like (laughs) oh no like I was supposed to be like I was supposed to be in a cemetery with all of them (laughs) you mean we're not gonna hang out in the cemetery together (laughs) and I just was like I was like, oh man, like, yeah, like that's a weird thought. What I mean by that is that I just like it, I had set up to like do ministry and die, right? With right, those people, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, and again, like it's okay that we're here, like it's okay that right. that's not gonna happen, and who knows? I don't know. Right. I mean, one of our listeners found a random jar of jelly on the (laughs) ground and who knows? There's a whole story there. My point is, we don't know. There's a whole story. There is a whole story here that we don't know yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But my point is, is that, uh, well, I guess, yeah, I should go ahead and say, no, the plan is not for us to move back. Right. Um, But that's just like, I think in a way, like, it's, that's a good thing. And you can do it again. Like, if you have a community like that, that's what you should be looking for as a Christian. Right. And if you have to leave that, you can do it again. Right. Um, Now, like, I totally, I totally love the idea of, of, doing it once like that's not I'm not saying like right move to see if you can upgrade your community um never be content. it's just that right <laughs> sometimes intended. that's just how it works <laughs> but yeah it's just um you know like when you're at church on Sunday just like look around listen to the message primarily but just look around and just be like these are the people that I want to be at my funeral yeah. that, that are gonna, that would testify at my funeral. Like I absolutely know she was a believer. Like I, t- with total certainty, right. Know right. where she's at. I saw her like, um, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then be, be with people, seek fellowship with people that like you want to be buried next yeah. to. And the generations after come after you walk past your grave on the way into church, which, you know, your dad has a whole thing on that. Yeah. You don't build churches with cemeteries. That was my thing where our church is um, building a beautiful building that's almost done. And so I also feel like I feel very spoiled by that. I feel like I like cheated. (laughs) Like I kind of cut the line in a way. (laughs) But I was like, where's the cemetery? <laughs> you guys didn't build um, one? Come on. 
build a cemetery. But, uh, you know, it's not too late. Yeah. So um, recommend it at the next church meeting. But yeah, you know, just uh, that's we uh, I just thought it was funny. Like, you know, we focus so much on living with one another and those are great. Those are good moments. Those are the best moments. Right. <laughs> um, right. But uh, yeah. there's also this there's this larger thing happening. Yeah. Um, and then similarly, but also not similarly. I've just sort of been like pondering the, which I hope nobody hears this the wrong way, but I've just been like pondering the theatrical, dramatic story that God is telling. Mm. And just like, like if you imagined like a movie being made Mm -hmm. of just the creation Mm-hmm. account mm-hmm. like imagine seeing it imagine seeing yeah you know just like you're talking about a high creativity drama oh, yeah. like the yeah. struggle of good and evil and like mm-hmm. that isn't a struggle because we know like who, who the victor is yeah but it's the story that takes time to tell and just I think that sometimes we don't realize like I don't know just the true just visually Mm. (laughs) like what what God is like Mm -hmm. in his in the story that he's telling like we have our our very best comparison to that is people who have legitimately told stories that aren't real, that are fabricated. um, And we just have the ability to imagine them more in our head. But I don't know. I've just been thinking about like, just the, just the, the like creativity of that. Right. Is kind of telling me it's like, sort of telling me something about like who God is as a creator. Does that make sense? Does that sound woo woo? No, I think uh, we are so silly when we go through life expecting kind of automation, expecting one, we don't want struggle, but it's funny because if we were watching a movie and there was, no struggle and it was just an automated schedule we would say this is a boring movie like I don't want to watch this right. I don't want to be a character in this movie I don't want to know there's no plot <laughs> there's nothing interesting going on it's not even beautiful without both light and dark it's not even beautiful without any sort of struggle Um, it's not you know, think about like, even in like a love story that's vanilla, but it's like genuine, you're going to have ups and downs. You have just the difference between men and women, which keeps things interesting. Like, let's be honest. Like I was already kind of talking about that a little bit. (laughs) Um, yeah. Yeah. Like we, it's funny how quickly we, when something becomes difficult, we think, oh, this is bad. Or like, 
even just the problem of evil. Like if God is good, then why do I have to do the dishes today? Right? Like why, why is he bothering me with all of these problems? But it's like, imagine if your life was a movie and every day there was a schedule that went off with a hit without a hitch and there was never any struggle. Like it would be boring. It would be so boring. And that's just not even, we would, we would be bored and that's not even a good story. It's not even a good story. Well, and I think we're, I think the more, so the more I think about it, the more I'm seeing the like materialist influence that like everything's just kind of biological. Everything is just this like kind of clockwork that like a domino falls down, hits the other domino. Like it's just this physical event happening Mm -hmm. um and that's so not true um and it's so not true obviously because of romans one but also so not true that even people who claim to be materialists live in total opposition to it right um but then also i think that i think there is an i think um Another influence might be just the sort of like, um, like, well, Jesus happened in the New Testament. So the New Testament is like the really exciting part of the story. And then we're missing the Old Testament, which is like kings and struggling and like death and and like literal borders changing and um, missions, people going on missions and being told to go talk to certain people. And then prostitutes. Um, t- Wait, what? Right. <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm just like, man, God is really telling us this rich story and it all happened. Right. It's all real. It all happened. And it happened over a period of time to where like, we can't even like just instinctively, we can't understand even the mind of some of the people that because we just don't think like them because we just are so far removed. And uh, I don't know, I just, but yeah, I was like sitting there trying to imagine that if I was making a movie about the creation account, like what that would look like on a screen. And I was just like, that's my dream movie. If you, well, I maybe you have the same answer, but like if God could show you anything from the old Testament, like you could see it happen, what would it be? Mine would be either creation or the flood. I mean, creation would be number one, honestly. Yeah, twice, creation would flood. be cool. Like, yeah, like you I've said, always, like, it would be so cool to see that. Yeah, I've always thought it would even just be cool to go back to a time before there was any light pollution. Oh, I can't like, even imagine. Even before, like, what about what about even before like the first fire was ever lit, which was not done by cavemen? Yeah. Thank you. I'm just going to remind you because this is a, you can add that to the list of things you just randomly believe because Because an evolution, a secular humanist evolutionary believer told you that that's what happened. Like, but anyway, (laughs) so yeah, that's what I've been thinking about. Um, Welcome to everybody. Yeah. Scary. Have we do we do you want me to do my feminist of the week or yes, should I save please. it? Because we've oh, been going for a sec. I guess we have been going. No, save it. Okay. 
save it. We'll do it next week. We'll yeah. do it next week. It'll be, yeah, I'm excited. Is it the picture you sent me or is it a different one? Remember you sent me a picture. Was- oh, <laughs> um, no, it's not that. Because <laughs> that was really I mean, offensive. That would be a high, that's a candidate at some point for. <laughs> okay. Okay. We won't call them. Week. They're like, okay, the drama, we're just building it up. Yeah. You guys are going to have to wait till next week. Just tune in next week. To be okay, continued. Well- you guys, that was it. We're back. This is going to be interesting. You can tell us all about how not weird or totally weird it was at 470-465-0475. I use Rod and Staff as my homeschool curriculum. Um, I get emails about that still, so I'm just going to keep saying it. Um, You keep can say book club. It's not too late to join book club, by the way, you guys, uh, which book club is just this, but then part of it, we talk about the book. <laughs> so True. <laughs> that's happening at patreon.com slash theologians. This week, we're discussing Andrew Sandlin's prayer changes things. So seriously, join us. It's a really good time. And that's it. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. When I meet a special